Shall we talk about the early reviews out of <laughs> Venice? Venice? Oh my god, I was telling Ben. <laughs> I was telling Ben before we started recording. There was a review of A Star Is Born that said, "Watching Lady Gaga's face in this because you know she has no makeup on. She's she looks raw, she's raw and real. It's like achingly vulnerable. It's like discovering a new country." Oh, that's good. Oh, oh, that's rich. <laughs> that's like, that's like a parody that's like, of a review. That's like good colonialism right there. <laughs> I saw what? the Star Is Born trailer for the ten thousandth time today before Crazy Rich Asians in the Cinerama Dome. Uh, they the, didn't play it for me. Neither did I. So, I got some God movie. So how many how many trailers does the ArcLight play? Three, four, three, three. Right? It's only three. Three. The landmark does four. It is okay. So, I have a time. so I so I have three. So I have three trailers. I see the night school trailer. I don't even remember what the other two trailers are, and then all of a sudden the lights don't keep dimming. We get those nice guitar mm. strums coming up, and then the shot of the crowd. We have a fourth, an unprecedented fourth trailer at the arc. Maybe the dome does four. No, I think it's that A Star Is Born has a deal where they play before every single movie. That's what I think is but up. But I was just at the Arclight, and I didn't get it in front of Crazy Rich. That's wild. I know. I, I got some weird-ass God movie. I got movies I that, like, got a God movie. shouldn't have been in front God of... God me? I am your friend? No, no, not You that saw it on Thursday, so they probably changed the trailers over. Probably, because I wasn't I on a weekend. Because I got a movie that was from the director of God's Not Dead 1 and 2. Oh, wow. I have Stockholm Syndrome when it comes to A Star Is Born. The trailer is my captor and I have fallen in love with it. I also uh-huh. just think the more times I see it, the more I have come to admire the color tones, the textures, specifically this new uncharted territory of Gaga's face. The I'm new like, country. I'm all the fuck in. But there's been all these, you know, all these all these jokes on the on the World Wide Web. Oh, God. There's a little bug. There's a spider. We know there's a Cronenberg retrospective happening at the Egyptian, right? Yes, but you have to pay for those. Okay, I'm not sure I want to talk about that on the mic because it'll take 30 minutes for me to get through this. I'm so... What can we do to get MoviePass to put Repertory Theater back on the platform? They couldn't possibly lose any money doing it that way. I know. It sucks. Like, what I'm, do we do? I'm probably not gonna go. I don't know. Movie Pass? Are you I'm listening? Gonna go to, I'm gonna go to one. I'm gonna maybe go to two. But this is a game changer. It's like a game ender. Yeah. When it comes to rep theater, I thought yeah. like, oh, like it if this was a year sand. ago, we'd be using Movie Pass. I would be at every Cronenberg double theater. This was yep. two months ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not even yeah. a year. Yeah. Ago. Not even a year. It's just it's very it just feels like it's been so long. Anyway, you know. I almost cried watching the Star is Born trailer, and it was the first time nice. I was near tears. And you would think that there's just been so much jest online about it lately that it would just, the, the I, I don't want to do it because I'm going to blow out the mic. Can <laughs> someone else do it? Can you do it for I can't even do it. It's just been done so okay. much. Hold it's on, been done it in loop. Chris File had a tweet. Do you ever think about those la- last three notes? A star, a star is, is born. Born. Bum, bum, bum. 
88 I, on Metacritic. I didn't realize <laughs> Metacritic's already got the reviews. Oh yeah, filed. baby, 12 reviews. What? Yeah. I'm Fuck telling yeah. you, I'm on the record. Metacritic. You're, this is your is best on picture, top of best it. director, yes. actor, actress, and adapted screenplay winner. I will change my mind in mm. about a week. Yeah. But I am holding tight. They. Metacritic mm. knows what's up. Oh, it just changed to video games. Excuse me. I love well, that you, video you, games you, you comes before TV. Roma. Wow. The favorite, mm-hmm. A Star is Born. Sorry, 87. It went wow. down. Yeah, I, I check it every wow, five who minutes. who the fuck gave it a low score? Nick LaSalle. <laughs> that, oh, uh, that fuck. That Nick. <laughs> who the fuck? It was John Bleasdale of Cineview. We gotta bully Ooh, anyone who doesn't scale. give it a full 100. <laughs> like people did with the Ladybird. When it yes. dipped from 100, finally, on Rotten Tomatoes, and people cyberbullied that <laughs> critic. Sometimes cyberbullying is being best. Yeah. Sometimes it's necessary. Necessary roughness. Speaking of necessary roughness, <laughs> I'm so excited for the favorite. Isn't that a uh, fax program? Yeah, it is. Yes. I didn't realize, I learned later that it was an actual, like, football term. Yeah. But it's a show. I think it was mm. the USA. Mm, it's like it's like more of a USA. It's like a it's shitty a USA, USA characters welcome. Yes, blue football sky football. USA. That's TBS. The oh sorry, the I know, cash I don't know. cows. Everyone's blue sky. of NBC Universal. USA really? Yeah, more so than the Minions because of suits. Yes, all of their shows. <laughs> have I talked? Have we talked about the? Um, topographic vandalism of the Minion on the side of Universal Studios on the side of the mountain. What are they doing to him? Well, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So if you're driving, not to get too regional, not to get too regional. Yeah. If you're driving on the 101 freeway east, you pass the little mountain that Universal Studios is on. Yeah. And there is this enormous fucking minion that looks like a roll of the hill (laughs) that is just, and it's enormous. So it seems small from the freeway, but still big enough to like make out all the features. Yeah. They've totally. I mean, they should be arrested for this. This is the worst meanwhile, kind of tagging. Meanwhile, I thought I was like, "What happened to the minion? Did they vandalize him?" <laughs> no, you mean the minion, the minion is the, the minion vandalism. Itself is the vandalism. <laughs> I, love that. I, I love that. I, I hate agree. that minion. <laughs> have you been on that minion ride though? I have. It's not great. It made me tear up. I'm in the universal. Brandon, what is wrong like with you? What? How? <laughs> I'm very emotional. <laughs> I don't even remember the plot. The kids are like, have you guys seen Despicable Me movies? I have. Any, Despicable anyone? Me 2 is the least amount of fun I've ever had in a movie theater. <laughs> I saw the first one. Brandon. I haven't seen any of them. They're very bad. <laughs> Was Zero. there a Minions 2? I don't know. Like a sequel to the spin I'm sure that No, I don't be. think there has been, but I think, because I think it was just too recent for that. Well, it feels like they turn them down. The first like, Despicable Me them out. is fine. <laughs> that, that's almost what's so criminal about it, is the first one is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. It's above mediocre. Mm-hmm. And the second one is really just the worst animated film I've ever seen. So it I've seems positively like... Waste, it wastes Kristen Wiig. It picks up Kristen Wiig like fresh oh, off Bride. she's Maids. a villain, Of course right? she's already... No, she's not. Who is she's a villain? love interest. Sandra Bullock. No, Sandra Bullock's the <laughs> villain in, in the Minions movies. Oh, that's um, right. <laughs> Kristen, Kristen Wiig is given nothing to do. She is just supposed to be Steve Carell's you know, doe-eyed, mm. you know, love interest. Boring. And she doesn't even do any funny voices. What a waste. It's a, what, what a waste. What a waste. What a waste. I dropped an avocado on the floor the other day, oh, and fuck. I just said to myself, Michael Stuhlbarg, what a waste. What a waste. <laughs> Wait, but, like, you had not sliced it or anything? Was no. Was it so ripe that it splatted? It splatted. I was telling Ben, my avocados are getting too ripe. My peaches are getting he, too ripe. He said he's like my salsa? are getting Shall too ripe. Shall we make ripe. a salsa? Oh. 
Brandon said he's been doing avocados lately. <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to Troy all the way through? No, I was going to listen to it on my way to <clears throat> Crazy Rich Asians today, but I listened to the Daily Podcast instead. Oh, great. And then a little bit of the 538 Model Talk podcast. The one thing it's that... election season. Oh, boy. Let's kill them. <gasps> doing avocados. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, it just sucks that. Oh, Troy. We've heard half the album already. Only That's, three songs. I've only heard Bloom right? five. Oh, really? Five songs. Animals. Animal. My. Ariana Good Grande. Side, Ariana Grande. And Bloom. Bloom five. I only know. I've only listened to Bloom. The album's only in ten tracks. My, my, my is so good. I haven't I listened like, to the whole album. The first listen, I was like underwhelmed, but mm-hmm. then I had to remind myself, you've heard half this album already. So re- I had to reset my brain. And they do, they do like have a flow. So I think. I would think so. It's your number two album of the year. I bumped it down. I was, oh. Oh, I was still feeling that movie poor. Mm. <laughs> when when uh, I did that. I ranking. love the Arclight movie poor. Mm. My Crazy Rich Asians viewing experience was literally. Mm. I was like on a different plane of existence. <laughs> you it were, was you were so experiencing fun. transcendental consciousness. The, f- <laughs> the fourth state of consciousness. So is transcendental meditation just seeing Crazy Rich Asians yes. with a movie pour of Chardonnay at the yes, Arclight in Culver City. Mm-hmm. The only way to do it the one, one Culver City? Because I worked down oh. there. Oh, oh, right. So I floated over. Of course. And then floated home. You have to say you floated home. <laughs> I'm the, cloud. The only way to go just like a little bit higher, like just one more level in the stratosphere, is if like me, they only charge you $8 rather than 12 for eight uh, And give you like a 16 ounce instead they of 10. They filled my movie pour to the rim. Mm. Oh. You got a nice rim job. I got a nice little rim job. <laughs> at, little... The, at the dome. And I... Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> dome at the dome. So Thank I just you. had a nice tart Chardonnay. Oh. Usually I get annoyed when a person sits down Right next to me in the theater. Very much Diane Weiss in Sinatra, New York. Glad to be weirdly close. <laughs> this guy was glad to be weirdly oh. close. <laughs> we had an aisle to ourselves. Why would you actively select the seat next to the only other occupied seat? Lonely, perhaps? Sure. Maybe he thought Maybe. he was going to make a new friend. Well, we, he sort of did. It's so hard to make friends in this city, Brandon, as an adult. Why are you disparaging this lonely man looking for a connection? At Crazy Rich Asians, a fun time. Well, I'm telling you, by the end... Was he gay? Yeah, probably. And that Benny, yes and no. Straight people don't go to the movies alone. Yeah, I think he, I think he was a young gay, because he was. He was looking for a mentor. How dare you? He was disparage. really, he was really chuckling. Put this into season four of I'm Fine. There oh is no season four. <sighs> Have you announced? Is this the announcement? <laughs> this is, this is it. Series finale. There is no four. But you can take three. it over. It's yours now. Thank you. It's like when Larry David left Seinfeld. And then it became really mean. <laughs> That's what I'm going to bring to the program. Just going to become sinister and evil. Okay, shut up. <laughs> um, where was I going with this? Oh, we... Singapore? Yes, we're going to Singapore with our Crazy Rich Asians episode. I guess we're just doing the episode. Hello, it's Movies IMO. We're your favorite film fags. I'm Brandon Kirby. I'm Ben Empey. I'm Daniel Crook, and I am... Flying in first class with two movie pours of Chardonnay. We're one in fuck in first class on okay, our way you to say Singapore. They, fuck. they just like make out a they little bit. We they... mount her. <laughs> it's very much to make out. No, 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 no. It's the end of North by Northwest when the train goes into yes. the tunnel to simulate sex. <laughs> the plane we cut to the goes plane into through, zooming through zooming the clouds. Through the clouds. <laughs> 
They're fucking. It's a double entendre. It's visual humor. It's a gag. It's a gag. Fine, they fucking first class. You know what? Good for them. Henry Goldie was fucking me in first class. Should we talk about him? Should we talk about his body, or should we keep talking about? You know what? Let's jump in. Okay, great. Jump into his Fantastic. So who wants to start? I was just elated when he that first time he's Mm -hmm. in bed and he gets up and you're like. Oh, is the woo. lighting bad? Yeah. The constant woo. You're just like, the oh, there's, the definition is not there. <laughs> and it's Where it, is it? it? It feels like representation. It just I mean, delight. It truly delighted me that he has an above average but human body. I mean, he has a very nice body. Yes. He has, but it's he not has, unreal. It's not like su- too ripped. No, 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 no. Like, but, but like she definitely if you, were, if you were like throwing pottery, or you're like throwing clay, <laughs> and you've got two hunks of like formed orbs of clay, and then you just threw them against the wall. Like he has those pecs. Yes, like, they're out. You know, they've got some definition to them. And pecs are the best muscle. If I if I had to rank, I am out. Number 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 two pecs. Number one brain. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Number no. Three, number tongue. one. Number but, like, one of- heart. Aww. Number two, brain. But like of the three like hot men in this film, mm-hmm. what are the other two actors? He's definitely names? the least ripped. He's the least ripped. I'm obsessed. And the with one he's still fit. Gemma Chan's hubby. We get that. We get that body pan. Is he the, it is very he's the poor one. It is very. <laughs> he's the poor. He's the crazy rich poor Asian. He's, he's the poor one. He gets the Ben Affleck and Gone Girl shot when he steps out of the shower. Mm-hmm. And we yes. just travel. They're such female gays. It's so great. Mm. But what I like, I mentioned this before mm. we got on the mic, but when he is, when um, when Henry is, when he and the groom have escaped the bachelor party and they've gone to this retreat and they're hanging out in little deck chairs on a dock and they're having a very emotionally open border conversation about... Constance Wu, like, yeah. are you going to marry this woman? And their coverage, like, the bros way that they're being bros, bros being bros, mm. bros being so bros. They're like, if I wasn't marrying my wife, I'd marry you, bro. Yeah. And I was mm. like, I was like, can we imagine you and you? Can, can we, we do that instead? Can we do that? Can that be movie? the sequel? Can we do that <laughs> instead? Um, but the coverage is. Henry's just got a tight close up, and then the groom, the framing goes from like slightly above the head to just below the pecs. Let so me pull up the groom's to the name. The ne- slightly below. Chris Pang is his name, so okay. we can get the that friend, on the, 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 the groom. He's the groom. Yes. What's his name in the movie? Colin Koo. Colin. Colin. Right. They're going to Colin's wedding. Um, Something I love about this movie is how it wastes no time. We're in New York for like five seconds. Yes. As soon as we're invited to the wedding, we get the Indiana Jones overhead, like or like the tan tan. I just rewatched Tin Tin, still a masterpiece. Nice. Like the Tin Tin map <laughs> well, of like the play. Well, you know, four to five. It's not a masterpiece, but we well, see like the plane traveling to Singapore. It's more than the, most people would say about no, that movie. Um, that, that, I mean, most people. What's the thing that? What was the thing when? Um, I'll I'll think about it if I come. I have to be more specific because I'm gonna come for Ben in my comments, and I have to. You're who someone was talking about when they said it's better to have one really good fan than a million fan bad fans. But I'm not the only person who stands. No, tinted. well, I'm I'm not. <laughs> you're not. You're not. I'm not. You're the only person in my life who does. Not not people that you read who you follow on Letterboxd. because well, when I relogged I noticed that there were a few other few four, fours few other fours oh. few other fours well, I'm probably not close with them I'm well are we close maybe not anymore Mm-mm. not after this four star log but I just appreciate <laughs> that we go right to Singapore and this like the editing is so sharp in this movie and I the just movie love moves. that it, it has a tight economy 
Yeah. Yeah. I like I I knew that the plot was like he's dating someone in America and then he takes her home. I figured that would be at like the 45 minute mark. Same. First 10. We're nope. We're and, going. And at the, it moves like the speed of those texts. And yet it's Ooh, still I love so that long. sequence. It's still so long. It doesn't feel long, long to It feels you. long to me. Oh, if it. God, that thing breezes. Cut everything me. with Astrid. All of it. Cut it all. It's kind oh, of it's no. Kind cut of, it. I but love, then we don't get Gemma Chan. I love Astrid. I love Gemma Chan. You know, love Gemma Chan. I'm just like full stop right there. Way to go. But cut the subplots. But it's it is so. It's but wild she's the that sequel. it's but it, oh, oh is, is that the true? Sequel? See, well, I had no idea. See, that makes sense. Did you guys stay for the Harry Shum Jr. of yes. it all? It is wild. Fourth build, Harry Fourth Shum build, Jr. Harry Shum Jr. For three of it seconds all. of screen time. For a sec. He's just like at the. Means. They're like at the bar. He's the Glee guy. She's the man that. Did you zip right after the credits? She yeah. spies at the bar because there's like there's the like, minute it the credits rolled. I was you, gone. you're out of town. Yeah. There's like two maybe I forget how it goes, but it's like the director, the writer, uh-huh. executive Chan. producer, Harry Shum Jr. And oh yeah, Gemma Chan. Yeah. You're back in the, you're back in that engagement party, um, and she looks over, and they eye fuck. They do the they thing that, eye fuck they do so the thing that hard. gay guys do, which is like you make eye contact, you look away, and then you make eye contact again in a public place. Mm-hmm. But if it's like gay culture, they're not actually going to text afterwards or meet up. That's yeah. just like they fell in love, they got married in a second, and then ran away. Although oh. I don't know, why I'm saying married. This is something. You know, I'm it, anyone who like wants to listen to. Any of us complaining about Crazy Rich Asians is like the least fun person at the party. So I don't want to talk too much shit on this movie that I really loved. But, you know, at a certain point, I'm like, yeah, does it have to be marriage? Like, can you just like agree to like be together and have like a commitment like that has nothing to do with marriage? Oh, the uh, Henry and... No, this is a straight movie. No, it's the edge of 17 of it all. It's like everything doesn't... All roads don't need to lead to marriage. Okay. Yeah, but then... I, it doesn't matter. I'm not... I'm being a little silly. It doesn't matter, but... But then you don't get the ring. <laughs> I... That's when I cried. The ring. The, the Mich- ring? Michelle Yeoh's ring. That is when I cried. I tweeted this, but... But the, I cried because I imagined seeing Michelle's face when she She had to ring. give it to him. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying actors' names. What are their actual names? Rachel and Nick. <laughs> Rachel and Nick. <laughs> like Constance and Henry. Nick Young. Nick Young. Yes. I'm sweating. <laughs> what is this movie about? Do I have to summarize? Okay, yeah. Rachel. Yeah, have you seen the movie of the week? Give us a plot. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? We're talking about Crazy Rich Asians, the number one movie in America for how many weekends now? Two? And there'll be a two. third? You can be listening to this two months from now, and I hope, and I think, it'll it will still, be, still number. be number one. God, this movie. I love this movie so much. Um, Number one movie of... The year? <laughs> number one movie in America right now, Crazy Rich Asians. Um... Winner of best popular film at the Oscars already. A strong contender. Wow. And watch this space and watch Michelle Yeoh's face. I think she's at least going to get a Golden Globe nomination. Michelle Yeoh? Yes. Yes. Golden Globe, definitely. I think that she she has been in the Oscar conversation before. Yeah. And Michelle Yeoh is a fucking legend. She'll probably get a SAG nom, too. I think she'll get a SAG nom, too. Because SAG is so big. Mm -hmm. I think think that she deserves it on her own terms for this film. We'll talk about the Michelle Yeoh of it all. I think she's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of perfect for a career tribute nomination. And also a sorry we forgot about you. Or not, yeah. so, sorry that we passed you over for Couching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. Which is criminal. I cannot wait to talk about that. Okay, so we're talking about Crazy Rich Asians. We're also taking a tour of families in Asia. Ben, where are we going? Tell us. Um, I was annoyed at this Washington Post article that was basically like, 
Crazy Rich Asians is great, but does it represent all of the Asian American experience? And obviously the answer is no, and it's not supposed to, and it's not trying to, and it shouldn't need to. So we are also talking about Yee Yee, Edward Yang's film about a Taiwanese family. Going up to Taipei. And we're talking about Tokyo Story. I don't know the director of that film. Yatsushiro Osu. Oh, he's the guy who did Logan. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Correct. Oh, Zeus Logan, right. Because they're all actually Westerns. Correct. I hope that A Star is Born has a, it's actually a Western it narrative. Is. I, I mean, know. Sam, Sam Neill's in it. It's country Western music. Dave Chappelle's line basically insinuates that it's a Western. It's like a cowboy heart on his luck. It's unforgiven. Uh, I can't it's all wait. Come and crumble. Mm. It's all going to come crumbling down. <laughs> I just said Sam Neill. Who did I mean? Sam Neill. No, not Sam Neill. He's in the film. In Star is Born? Yes, he plays he plays Bradley's brother slash manager, father. No, I don't. think Oh, so. I thought I someone said it was someone father. on a podcast said it was father, and then I I and read not. something else. That said Wait, it, was it is Sam Neill? Yeah, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I knew that's not Sam. his name. No, because, no, because I don't think that Bradley Cooper, Dave Chappelle, or Lady Gaga's father, Andrew Dice Clay, <laughs> really? cucks, cucks Sam Neill in the movie. Because he's only in the, movies where he's cut. The, the alarm right. and, and curiosity in Ben's face. Really? Andrew Dice Clay? Andrew <laughs> Dice Clay plays Is Lady Gaga's Dice father. playing Gaga's daddy? Oh, God. I believe so. Um, okay, let me, let me spit out the plot of this movie. Um, it's based on the global bestseller, uh, the titular Crazy Rich Asians. Um, Gets a bit of a hat tip in the film with the gay character. Oh. They're talking about something, and he makes some some line where he's like, "Yeah, but the book was better." Oh, oh that's like, fun. I missed that Is entirely. It? I okay, God damn you, it. I'm sorry. I but, like Deadpool. I'm, but, I like meta shit. Okay, <laughs> this is my cross to bear. Uh, so, hashtag Brandon loves meta shit. <laughs> and what's our secrets. third movie that we're talking about, Brandon? Or well, fourth, third homework movie. This is a, a bit of a diversion. This is where this is where the homework just gets a little gay. It gets a little gay, but Michelle Yeoh's there. Oh yeah. Um, this movie. So I hadn't seen this. Is a movie. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is what, what else we're going. <laughs> is what we're also going to discuss regarding Queen Michelle Yeoh. Okay, thank you for saying the title. Queen of simmering emotions under the surface. Wither me with your gaze. Did please. you all see this movie in like middle school, like I did? No, I saw it for the this first, was my time first time ever. weeks ago. Oh my gosh, this is a movie that I saw. I would watch like like you were saying, like you found it in your a VHS copying, like your grandparents something something where somewhere my brother had a no, dvd I, of it i was saying that just as proof of how you, so of how, of how ubiquitous crouching tiger hidden dragon was in the popular culture my grandparents who are not you know they, they watch movies but they're not huge movie people i and they're at this point they're like in their 70s like late 70s i was just visiting them as i mentioned on the last episode and i was rifling through their movie collection because i remember doing that when i was younger and i wanted to see if i um now that I'm older, like now that I'm not 17, I actually know a lot of the movies in there. And they had Crouching Tiger and Dragon on DVD. It's wild. Yeah. It's so. And it's, it not, a, and it's not a huge collection. It's like maybe 20 DVDs, and Crouching Tiger is one of them. Yeah. Like I have a very vivid memory of watching this in middle school with my friends, but then the vivid memory, I then while I was watching the movie, remembered that we would fast forward through not. If there's not any fights, action. not fights. Mm-hmm. We only watched the fights. So it, guess it oh, wasn't... but you're missing it on all that juicy, juicy repress. We were 11. Mm. 
You're missing 12. out on all, all that nice, rich human condition. Mm. I love that scene where, I don't know the actor's name, but he says the titular. It's the titular <laughs> the role. The titular role. That feelings are the crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Maybe the feelings were the crouching tiger, hidden dragons we made along the way. Yes. yes. What the hell is Crazy Rich Asians about? Oh, right. Um, so <clears throat> Queen Constance Wu plays Rachel Chu, and she's dating Nick Young. And he decides after a year of dating, it's time to go east. These are getting serious. She, he, she's like, hold on, like the East we're Village? Go, we're going to get some pork butts. We're going to vill- Queens. <laughs> that got a hearty chuckle. And he's like, no, 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 no. We're going far east mm-hmm. to Singapore. Mm-hmm. So he takes her, and then she realizes he's rich as fuck. I and wouldn't then- go to Queens either. <laughs> that, that was like a delayed sorry but when i lived in you new york just ruminating on I, queens. I dated someone who lived in queens for a couple weeks and that was that it's that not was not worth it, it, it was, ended it's not worth it i was not gonna go to queens into manhattan back to brooklyn it's just like dating people sorry. who live in santa monica yeah it's, it's just not gonna, not gonna happen. happen or culver city even although you know you work there so you 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 get a little you get around town Brandon. i get around you, town. Get a, you have a little more a little more i wouldn't date west of los Angeles. I wouldn't what? date west of yeah. Fairfax. That's like two streets over. Not from here. Well, I don't know. It seems pretty. Are you close. like? Is my house your point of reference? <laughs> <laughs> if it's yeah, from here. I mean, I would think you could go all the way to. Um, you could go all the way to Westwood the, at least. Yeah, to Diddy Reese. I'm not going to Westwood <laughs> for a boy. What is your dating? Circle? For a man, thank you. What is your dating uh, per- uh, perimeter? Just like. Silver Lake <laughs> to Los Angeles. Uh, it's a very like it's a very eastern to the hills ship. above and to the mm. ten freeway. You're holding up for that hills guy. So Not yeah. the hills. The hills. No hills valley. extends. You'll go as far into the hills as. Well, yeah. As long as you're on the south side money. of the hills. Speaking of if they have rich. money. If, you, if you've crested over Laurel Canyon into Valley Village, that's when I've had enough. Mm-hmm. Oh. I would drive further into Hollywood than I would over into Valley Village. Oof, I'd rather go over the hill than wow. into Hollywood. Well, by Hollywood. The heart I, of Hollywood. Well, I mean. Your I, boyfriend lives in the heart of Hollywood. That's not the heart. <laughs> He's like south of the heart. Okay, that's. It's like, it's like okay, the lower. Like, You're like, in the it's south like the, of the heart. It's the, it's the kidney of Hollywood. It's the kidney it's the of Hollywood. It's the small intestine. I, yeah, I feel when like I say South heart, Hollywood is like south of Melrose, even. Oh, see, I like envision that as Melrose. Like, the heart of Hollywood for me is like Hollywood Highland. Right. Like the hellhole. But anyway, right. they're, anyway they're going to Singapore. Okay. Anyway, we're talking about the eastern edge of LA. <laughs> <laughs> so they travel the to the edge eastern... of each of our navels. <laughs> oh, oh. Mm, Henry Golding's navel. Good navel, IMO. <laughs> um, he... I could gaze at that navel, IMO. He decides to bring her to his cousin, brother, cousin. Friend. Friend. Good buddy. I've seen this movie twice. Good pal. (laughs) Um, His good pal. He calls him brother when they hug, and I was like, that's shitty exposition. And then it it is revealed they're just friends. And I was like, oh. They're just good guy pals. They're just bros being bros. His friend's wedding. My best friend's wedding. She's going to meet his mom, who's like, Literally the queen of Singapore, like, mm-hmm. does real estate, doing real estate. Doing real estate, <laughs> doing investments. <laughs> um, Rachel, doing withering days. Rachel Chu finds out his family's very, very rich. and You might even say crazy rich. Crazy rich. And family drama ensues, questioning 
her self worth? Does her, should her she be, lineage? Should she be with Nick and his family? Should and I it's be all with done a with a. Should she be with a rich? It's all done with a light, feathery lubich touch. It sure is. That's the plot. The end. Well, well played. In the opening, and this is me smacking down, or this is you smacking down your mahjong <gasps> tiles. Well, game played. theory. Oh my god. Okay. So when we first are introduced to Constance Wu, I don't know what it is, and this is a credit to John Chu. I don't know what it is about the angle, the lighting, but before we even tilt the camera down to see that she's playing poker, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, she's playing poker. Yeah, nice. isn't that crazy? That's the nice. same thought I had too. This is all because in, in the mid-aughts during the George W. Bush years, Texas Hold'em was on every goddamn channel. It was on Bravo. Texas Hold'em was on Bravo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now we all have, like, we, whatever it's it is. In, the, it's the, burned the, in the our The dim brains. lights behind the spotlight on the person, the light patina of sweat. One of my friends but dated fun, one of oh. those guys who made millions Playing on, on the show. Poker. Or as a, oh, okay. Because the producers. Poker. Oh, yeah. But the fun is, you I think. Always, oh, oh. Just that you think she's in a pool hall, but then you reveal she's a professor. No, you're, like, you're like, who is this? Jennifer Tilly? <laughs> she's an economics Noted professor. And she's owning. Here I am at NYU. It has NYU logos in the lecture hall so that we know she's an NYU. Great exposition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure NYU actually mm. does that. They just mm. wants to constantly remind you where you are. Do you Maybe. know you're, you're in a lecture hall in NYU right now? It was there? more like theater in the round, quite frankly. Yeah, it was. What it is was this? A... Shakespeare in the Park? This is Amy Adams and in Into the Woods? Oh. What is this? Oh. Um, Circle in the Square. Circle in the Square. On Whoopee. Broadway. And Do we want to jump to the Mahjong? No. No. All right. I just like that the movie's bookmarked by Constance Game Wu theory. Using yeah. her intellect. Using. Wit through fun card games and tile games, mm. similar to how, and I swear to God, this is not me making mm. a real parallel. Now, Tokyo story begins and ends with the train rolling through mm. town. It does. The times they are a change them. Oof, they are. They are. Anyway, let's start with the prologue because during the prologue, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna hate this" because I think it's just so arch. But then, like, once we get to Constance Wu, I'm like very excited to be in her presence mm-hmm. like truly excited <sighs> that's all i have to say i just didn't like the very opening the the, the cold open if the you will did you find the opening a little cold yeah <laughs> i it's 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 a little setup-y i don't know i didn't mind it because i just you're introduced to michelle Yeoh. it's all worth it from michelle Yeoh going get a mop the floor is wet oh so good because he- baby henry has made a circle of mud she's like could shit. I use your phone? <laughs> and she then has, they're like, no, no, no. And then she's they're like, like, get out. She's like, uh, actually, I get out of here. <laughs> Don't ever come back. <laughs> get out. What's <laughs> that Kristen Wiig, Will Ferrell bit? Oh, yeah. That extended that is... you. Yes. Uh, the Oscars. Like 20 minutes. Emmys, Oscars. I, don't know I think it was the Globes. Oh, okay. Well, mm, the other the white most fun. Me. Speaking of mm. Michelle Yeoh and award shows, yes. On topic. Brandon. The Globes. What? what about the Globes? What? Huh? Michelle, I mean, Michelle Yeoh is going to get nommed. I think so. Did y'all see her? Did I send it to you in the group chat? Um, she, Michelle Yeoh's Instagram page, which you should all follow immediately. Michelle Yeoh posted a screenshot of Gold Derby headline, 
Will Michelle Yeoh find herself in the Oscar conversation again for Crazy Rich Asians? Oh, mm-hmm. and the and her caption is just like the sideways laughing and crying emoji face. She's <laughs> like, haha, this just made my day. It's like she's point. not. She's like, she's I'm like, not getting fooled roped me once. It. She's yeah. like, to quote George W. Bush, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. It, it, not gonna get fooled again. Yeah, is basically what Michelle <laughs> yeah, Yeoh was like, saying. She's like, not getting my hopes up. Not, not, can't get fooled again. Oh, I forgot what I was. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, this is not what I was gonna say, but something I wanted to say anyway was I didn't realize this was Henry Golding's first screen credit. Oh. Where does, where He's does... a host and model. Oh. Hosting of what? I mean, his credit is. Can, Henry... Is it true then? What I've heard that Henry Golding can host. Oh. Wow. You wish. Is he a star is born? Is this, is he? <laughs> He's is, literally no, a star is, is born. Is he, is he the star being born in to our midst? To be clear, is Henry off the deep end? Did we watch him dive in? Will he meet the ground? He never will because he is How a star and he has been born. I love his teeth. Wow. You do love his teeth. <laughs> you said you wanted to suckle them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. What did I want to say? Sweating with specificity. Wow. Oh, God. Michelle Yeoh. What about Michelle Yeoh? Oh, I remember. I'm not even... Oh, yeah, sure. Did you know that in an interview or something, she's on record saying that they had a prop ring as the ring, and she was like, "Mm, really? (laughs) And she was like, actually. And that green ring is Michelle Yeoh's ring that she like lent to the production. I hope this is right. Is it a real ring then? I think so. I'm. Pro- I don't know. Jesus. Someone Google Michelle Yeoh ring because I'm the only one with a computer. I'm not going to do that. Listeners at home, fact checked. But that's what I. Maybe heard. we'll find out if Michelle Yeoh is starring in The Ring Three. <gasps> oh, I love when I she's that. production designed along with the set. Oh yes, absolutely. When she's on the stairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she's wearing green, and she oh, has the, the green. green ring, and the oh, house yeah, is yeah. green. She's and, part and, of the, And Brandon yeah. has a little green foam cushy on top of mm. his microphone. Hello. Which is well-themed for the Chris Let's Richards just talk episode. about that scene. Sure. Here's how I feel about that scene. When it was over, I'm thinking to myself, was that like maybe a little bit too sudden of a reveal, too much of a switch up when she says, you know, you'll never be worth it? What, you know, do, do I actually like how that landed emotionally? And then I realized, like, Daniel, you still have your hand over your mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I think it did work for me. I got chills when she goes, <laughs> you will never be enough. Never enough. Never enough. Never, <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson never. descends from the ceiling. <laughs> never. Adding the air. Adding the air. <laughs> Rachel Chu, you will never, never. Well, what I uh. like so much about the Michelle Yeoh performance is the first time that she meets Rachel, you can tell that part of her does want to like her and relate to her mm-hmm. and wants to give this girl the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. but just can't. Because it's happened to her. Exactly. She knows what she knows. she's been and, shunned by And she's her no dummy. Mother. She knows mm-hmm. that an economics professor at NYU, that's a great job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's got a lot of other considerations on her mind that so makes this, you know. She's not from Singapore. Well, or from she's Taiwan. Just, she's not Chinese. Yeah. Um, and that whole thing about, like, Americans uh, putting their passion in front of family. Yeah. This, I, I, this movie drags Americans in all the right ways. Mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh's kind of right about everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. But what I like about the staircase scene is how she sneaks up on you with that final reveal because she coaxes you into thinking that... She might actually like her. Or that she just like might have a little more sympathy for her and be mm-hmm. on her side a little bit more. Yeah. Because we've just had the... The yes. scene in the kitchen, but it's you, like... But you oh, have to give is... it to Michelle. It's not... 
I mean, the writing is perfectly sly, but it's the Michelle Yeoh performance that just glides with a second meaning below mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's able to coax you into thinking she's doing one thing when she's actually about to, you know. Chomp down. Snap, yeah, that'd be a little snap on you. I love that Aquafina was playing like literally 1960s Carol Burnett. Like, what is happening? I don't. <laughs> with the wig and the outfits. I uh, like the look. <laughs> I like like the look, and I'll just get up and get another beer for this part of the conversation, because I'm probably alone. I'm not sold on Aquafina. Oh, I think she's delightful. I I, I am. You guys have a conversation. I'll get a beer. I think she's delightful. I I think think she's doing a little bit of cultural co-opting in her humor, but you two... I didn't love um, Ocean's 8, her and Ocean's 8. I think she's able to shine here in more of a way. Yeah, she, she has more to do here. Yeah, I think, I think her comedic timing is impeccable. I think in Ocean's Eight, she wasn't given the freedom to like yeah. create a full character that mm-hmm. maybe she wanted to do. But yeah. here, I think most of that humor is like just her. Her, I, I think that's probably right. Like the bok bok bitch, like it's probably her. <laughs> I was entertained. I like when she says, "I don't know," just like. Constance Wu is like, what are you doing tonight? She's like, I don't know, I might go to FedEx. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. I, I do think that might we have go to, to FedEx. Be, I think that we have to be careful um, with humor <laughs> in, in the in the studio films or just in more mainstream comedies. The idea that a reference automatically equals gut bust. Mm. FedEx is just such a left field pull, and it made me laugh, and I like the bit because it's so random. But the whole the whole random reference of it all. We've, I mean, this has been going on for a decade now. This is sort of part of the Judd Apatow influence, I think. I mostly hate little... references in movies, but that doesn't bother me. I said, you know? I, I, said I, liked the, I liked the joke, yeah. but it also sort of raised my red flags around, you know, if someone's like... Oh, it's why oh, the Netflix why season of Gilmore Girls is bad. Is it all references? Is because the original Gilmore Girls is references to like... Movies from the 30s, 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. 60s, and the Netflix season of Gilmore Girls is all like topical references from the past year. It's like uh, all, it's it's like all so Cofefe all the time. Yeah, and it's, it's like that. Um, and, it's and it came out in 2016. So. What show like weirdly referenced Game of Thrones way too much? Logan Lucky? Logan Lucky. Yes. I love, I love that moment. Logan though. Lucky. In the Here, prison. So I'm talking to two that. people. Yep. I'm listening to two people who don't like joy, don't like fun, and didn't like Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. And I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. Hello. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think that we could have a real conversation. I... I don't want to, but hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. The worst reference of the year is mm-hmm. in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Oh, what was it? Which is in the final song with Meryl. They've rewritten some of the lyrics, and she mentions House of Cards. I totally didn't what? notice that. I only, well, you must understand, I listen to the soundtrack quite frequently, so I've picked up that they changed a lyric about how she's been watching a lot of House of Cards. Wow. And I think in From the- From what? What's the I think in the lyric? original Apple lyric, and someone please fact check this, like a, a listener, let us know. One of the Mama Mafia. It's like, yeah, one, if, you're, if you remember the Mama Mafia, please let us know. <laughs> I think it's about like Dallas or- Melrose Place, mm. House of Cards. Yeah, th- that's the only unbelievable thing in Mamma Mia. Here we go again for me is that Meryl Streep watches House of Cards. When Meryl oh exits God. the church and closes the doors behind her, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Her face, she's just like smiling pleasantly, and she like she like fumbles getting the door too. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch it, but it's out of theaters. It's over. No, it's, it's not. Also, it's at a Lemley now. It's also in Alhambra. 
Okay. <laughs> um, you should have come to the screening at work. Okay. I was seeing Crazy Rich Asians. Um, Mama Mia, Crazy Rich Asians. Two how, contenders for how, best popular film. Yes. How I feel. How I felt watching Crazy Rich. Or, yeah, how I feel, because I'll probably see it again. The end is the beginning. We're feeling things all the time. How I feel watching Crazy Rich Asians. I now understand how gays feel watching Mamma Mia. But you too. don't. I, you, you guys both say that. I mean, you don't know how we feel watching that. Isn't, that's not again. what I said. Oh, that's your tweet. I thought you both said that. I didn't tweet it. I just, that's not, not how God, you feel, I did, but I maybe did invoke a, both of them in a tweet. Yeah, that's I, maybe I, I don't similar, I don't feel, like euphoria. But that's not it. I'm very moved by Mamma Mia. Here we go again. And I'm it, moved but by not, but, but not by the love between two people. I don't need to get into it, but I, I find Mamma Mia very moving in that it literally transcends time and space on an emotional wavelength that most movies don't pay much attention to, which is between mother and daughter and then eventually granddaughter. Okay, I'm just saying. And in terms sh- of feeling, like how it makes... You don't know, though. Sorry. Yeah, but you don't know either. Exactly, but then neither of us know. Yeah. So my point brains. is made. All right, I'm done. Goodbye. No, keep going. Sorry. No. And I mean to get defensive. It's just like... No, I just mean like... Just a bad it's movie. Same. It's fine. No, I just mean like... You know, like feeling... When, feeling joy. When after I saw 8th grade and I texted you two in the group chat... I don't need to defend this movie because I'm just like so in love with that. I don't, I don't need to defend it. And then I had a, like a meltdown on the microphone. Correct. I actually don't need to defend Mamma Mia. Here we go again. You don't. Cause you have a whole mafia to defend. I don't for you. I don't like talk with other Mamma Mia fans all the time. I have a very personal reaction to it. It makes me happy. Good. Hey, anyway, this makes me happy. Good. Good. We have things that make us happy. Yes, that's I'm, all I'm, that's the only point I'm trying I to agree. make is like, this and, we should, me, and we shouldn't shit on what other people makes other people happy. I just, it brings me happiness in the way I would imagine one feels from watching. You know what I'm trying to say? I know you're trying to say. I'm not trying to shit on what people feel watching that. Oh, I know. Because I'm comparing it to what I feel watching this. I love Crazy Rich Asians. It's also, I got that level of joy from the first Mamma Mia. I just didn't feel for the second. We don't have to talk about Mamma Mia. So, Mamma Mia, here we go again, is a motion picture. <laughs> Explicitly inspired by The Godfather Part Two, it is. Which I, love. I'm sweating. I'm just gonna keep saying I'm sweating. This is the sweat. I episode. do have one question that I have to have resolved before we can keep going. Mm-hmm. Are you sweating? <laughs> I hate everything. Okay, I um. What else can we talk about? You love this movie, and you have nothing to say. <laughs> God, you have nothing to say for yourself. The wedding. Let's talk about that wedding. That dress is a little underwhelming. I agree. <laughs> I don't know why. Like when you are, it's no, no swan dress. When you, she's walking on water. When you no, are, no, no, not that dress. It's like the thing of like oh, the Constance, Constance Wu, Wu dress. The Constance Wu dress. It's like the thing of she looks stunning. Like, when well, she always looks like stunning. being a brilliant writer, and then you show the writing. It has to be brilliant, and they do a whole fucking sequence about picking the perfect dress. And Love there are that several montage. better contenders. Love that montage. I don't. Even, I don't even think it. I still think it is the best dress of the options. But like those are the options. I think I liked one. <laughs> dress better and I wish that I could remember. It's not shitty I, on the costume not designer. Not the disco ball dress. Um, it's fine. It's just, you know. I like the rainbow one, the first one. It kind of looks a little arts and crafts to me. You know those bags of multicolored feathers you would have in elementary school that you would like Elmer's glue onto a piece of paper? It looks mm-hmm. like someone just took a bunch of those blue feathers and Elmer's glued them onto a shoulder. I disagree. But she looks great in it. She, she always, She's radiant. The way she flaunts it. 
And the way she walks out of that limo, the oh, way she, she tells it. that, um, you're that in my way. Amanda fish bitch, you're in my way. It's iconic. <laughs> it's Amanda so fish bitch. I don't, is her name Amanda? It's not, I can't remember. Amarenta? I'm a, I'm a I don't know. Um, you're in my way. And she's like, I own this wedding. Like, I'm here. And the, the groom I, says to Henry Golding, you have a fighter. Because she sits next to the mm-hmm. economics and then it, and then it cuts article back writer and it, lady. And they cut back and it's Amy Adams and the audience going, I love my life, Dickie. <laughs> <laughs> I love my life. Um, and then I like when the one auntie says, love the dress. So good. She's she's rocking it. Like, yeah, maybe the dress itself. Michelle, by the way, knows. She knows she's rocking it. Yeah. And, and she's fuming. Well, I, we assume she's had the private investigator already, but maybe she's been going back and forth. And I think that as soon as she's, like, later when they play Mahjong, she realizes that Constance Wu showed up to play and therefore I respect you. But at that moment, it's almost like, oh, so you're, now you're looking for a fight. Mm-hmm. Like you, yes. I, I already think you're a gold digger. I already think that you're not good enough for my son. But oh no! So now you're just flaunting it in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck you, fish bitch. Yeah, fish bitch. I mean, the 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 bride is kind of a fish bitch, and that she's wading through water in order Literally. to get to <laughs> the altar. Okay. I cannot imagine spending that much money on the dress. And then you wade through water down the aisle. Yeah, but she's like barefoot and there's like probably like... Yeah, but it's still... The dress is still in the water. Oh, sure. I'm with Michelle Yeoh on this one, which is like... And, and what I love... I I love the specificity of... Uh, what are they? Methodists? Yes. That, that, that their Christianity really matters to them. That mm-hmm. it's culturally uh, specific. And oftentimes religion is not included in movies like this. And I just think it's a good detail. But um, she's like, is this a church or is this a paddy field? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just a little extra. Like... And a little disrespectful to your venue to sure. say that I'm going to, to use fill it with water. I'm not saying that and I don't. Paddy like Field it. specifically is derogatory yes. to people who work in rice fields in yes. Southeast Asia. Absolutely, yes, of course. And she's talking specific shit. Yes, mm. by saying yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the woman, the artist who's strumming on the guitar. From what I understand. Yeah, what's the song? What is it again? It's like a pop song. How good is the Material Girl cover, by the way? Uh, yes. So good. Yeah, you're right. What song is that? I think it's... <gasps> I'm in the demon! No, it's a take my hand. Yeah. I just can't help falling in love with you. Can't help falling in love Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the artist who sings it is apparently like a YouTuber that oh. has like cultural significance. I don't know. Great. I'm an idiot. I don't know. I'm white. I'm stupid. Great. Um, so you'll stand up for her, but you won't stand up for Bo Burnham. <laughs> now I'm doing my Susan Collins voice. You won't stand up for Bo Burnham. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> um, anyway, I fucking love this scene. And I don't know how you guys feel about it. How do you guys feel I love it because you love it. Because I read your log and before I saw the movie. And so I realized this was the scene when Henry and Constance are making eye contact across the room, across this sea of drama and a literal sea. I just think it's, I like that idea that you, with your person in this life, that you can just look at each other and just know. And yes, it's a wedding, so that feeling is like elevated exponentially, but like just that. It's real. The look they give each other and the Mm -hmm. way the whole scene's constructed, the way the song's used and the way the song drops out and then the lights happen and then the song like, there's that, I think it's a literal like, Almost like Inception, like bowl. Not Inception. Yeah, Inception. There's like that. You know that sound, like that Zama. Not even that. It's like a boom. 
I don't that. remember. Like a heavy bass. Like a big gong. Not even a gong. I don't know. Why would they need a gong? Bong. What a gag. Love good it. fucking gag. Love a gag. Love a good edit gag. Um, I was wondering. I just love it. Yes. I just love that scene. I don't know. I just like the way they. I cry. I cry. You're yes. a sensitive babe. Yes, You're ben. a sensitive No, I don't have anything to say. You had a, that, that was your flood of tears going down the aisle. Yes. I, Correct. When Jimmy Chan finds out that her hubby's cheating. is cheating and looks at the text and says, like, my bed is so empty without you. My first thought was, <laughs> we haven't seen any gay characters yet. Is he gay? And he kind of gives me, like, a little wrist. And We still don't know. He could be having an affair with a gay man. He could be. Well, yeah. Or just a, a gay man. A, yeah, a gay right. Man. Sure. But, but, then, but then we cut to the minstrel show over here with the uh, the actual gay character in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought he's it was... He's on a, NBC's Superstore. Oh, he is, he? is. He's so funny. I wonder, Nico I wonder where he came from. I don't know. He's stand-up comedian, I think. I didn't I love him either. What? I don't... I, sorry. I, I don't care for him. Yeah. I, mean, I don't care either way. I don't have But it's not him. I just didn't like the writing of the character. Having a faggot. I mean, I'm the resident faggot. He basically says, which like if he says I'm the rainbow sheep, which I would say too. I don't know. I don't know what my problem is. Maybe it's some shame that I'm working through. Oh, but I did. It was a little one note. Well, you know, he doesn't have that many scenes, and he does. He's he's, quite a bit of it. He's the comic relief. He's the well. I thought Aquafina was the comic relief. Yeah, have another one. He's one. They're, they're, but they're it's a bo- comedy. No, it's, it's every, a comedy, baby. Theory, everyone is comedic yes. relief. Everyone's comic relief in a comedy. No, they're the allies though. And as a tag team, it was uh, you know they were fine. They didn't grade on me or anything. And then you get the. Um... But I love Constance Wu. Constance Wu's "I Love You" eyes are just like pure sex. Oh god, she's just like ready to fuck. Let's do it right Ken now. Ken Jong on this airplane. He's also comic relief, so it is. Do like not comic care relief for Ken Jong in the film. But I like his that's wife. my that's oh my right, right, right. oh the wife Silicon who, who Valley. She the wife. she is wonderful. And the guy from Silicon don't Valley. Like, um, oh. Don't like oh don't like I think his name yeah, is yeah. Jimmy O Yang. Don't care for him either. Oh my god, helps that he's supposed to be detestable. He is. He's supposed to be, but yeah, he's supposed to be. But that. here's the thing: I love the, lo- the douchebag groomsman. Yeah. I love a lot of the acting in this movie, but I, specifically, I love Constance and Henry so much, and they're in every goddamn scene that it's mm-hmm. not like I'm ever fully against this movie because there's still these fantastically magnetic and charismatic leads at the mm-hmm. front. And yeah, Michelle Yeoh. I mean, shall we pivot to the Michelle Yeoh? The Michelle Yeoh of it all. Let's do it. Yes. I'm gonna get a beer while we because I think. It. That is what we all want to talk about. Yes, it is. I'm just. You guys don't actually <laughs> want to talk about the movie. So no, 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 no. Yeah. Like I said, I think the editing. It's not that I don't want to. I just don't have that much. I to think say. this movie is extremely fleet-footed in a way where most studio comedies are heavy-handed. It is one of the better studio comedies that I've seen. Recently. And romantic. I mean, it's great to have a great romantic. Well, comedy. it's no game night. <laughs> it's no game night. It's no blockers. It's no, blockers. It's no set it up. I conclude Netflix as one of the studios. It is. Because it's just the type of It's a powerhouse. It's yeah. a titan. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. All right. Now that the green microphone is <laughs> dragging us again. <laughs> dragging your chair. <laughs> you're doing... You're do- I'm doing a Peter Sellers bit right now. You're doing to your chair what Michelle does to Constance. Oh. Drags her, drags her. Film. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Michelle Yeoh, greatest living actress. Um, she. Just... Where to begin? Her pantsuits. <laughs> her stare. Her, her stare down. Suits. I like the way that she manages a staff mm. in the kitchen. Mm. She does that thing where you're having one conversation over here and you're like, by the way, mm-hmm. fix the dumplings. That's the brilliance of that, like, first introduction to her is the way she's like, she is paying attention to Rachel, but she's also, like, managing a kitchen. And, like, she's it's very well... She's dismissive of Rachel, though. She is. She is. She, she is. is. She is but dismissive. But, is... but, no, the no, way the scene but it's on a rude though. way. It's not... She's being dismissive that she has a lot going on. Yeah. She's cutting right. her off so right. she can take care of dinner. Mm-hmm. But she's just, like, a rich person. I then. think that she yes. shows genuine yeah. interest and respect on some level for what Rachel does. But the context of it being her future daughter-in-law changes everything. If this mm-hmm. is someone that she met at a party... She wouldn't be interrogating their family history in the same way. You know, yeah. she'd be like, oh, you teach at NYU. Our very good friend was a guest lecturer there last year, and mm-hmm. he is on the board of Goldman Sachs. You know, mm-hmm. like she would put in some, like NYU is a very easy avenue for a rich person to find a topic of yeah. conversation. We're donors there. We're donors there, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Have you seen Next Libris in New York Public Library? We're in that. <laughs> We're donors. <laughs> We're in that scene. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I, in the hands of a lesser filmmaker or in the hands of a lesser actress, your introduction to the mother character would just be breathing fire mm-hmm. and, and it's more subtle and rejection. Like just like yeah. on its face, no, no gray area rejection. And Michelle Yeoh gives something a little more sensitive and a little more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. And then later she is allowed to just go like full tilt. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. By the way, I got a private investigator. <laughs> By the way. By the way, (laughs) fuck you. And then uh, grandma turns too. That okay, that's the most heartbreaking turn. Grandma's like, don't go after her and degrade yourself. She's like, Rachel, I've spent so much time with you the past week. I've really gotten to know you. And I don't like what I see. (laughs) Amma. She's so sweet. And like Rachel really feels like if I win the grandma over. Yeah, then I've got it. He grew I got up this with in granny. the bag. Fuck Michelle Yo, I got grandma. No. Yeah. yeah. And that turns into the They were making dumplings. Love and the Michelle dumplings Yeo's scene. dumplings were deformed and too big. So <laughs> great. When, when, when Constance Wu is like, I just think it's so special to watch a family creating something together, be sharing this time having some laughs, connecting. I didn't really have that growing up. This is a really special moment. And Michelle Yeoh's like, well, maybe if you weren't such an American bitch about it. It's like, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe if your mother had a, Maybe <laughs> if, if you, you had, had a family, family that you were passionate about, then you would have a family. <laughs> but you don't. <laughs> bitch. That's literally what that scene is. Yes. She's being so... like. Constance Wu has the most open emotional borders this side of Juliette Binoche and Let the Sun Shine In and, Const- er, and uh, Michelle Yeoh is just not having it. I have a very small pet peeve about grandma when grandma shows up at the wedding and they're mm-hmm. like, was it oh. the kitty cat wig? No. <laughs> when grandma, when they're like, oh, we didn't know grandma was coming. I would think everyone would know that grandma is coming ahead of time. But it's not I know a, it's it's not such, a I know, blood relative. To Michelle Yeoh? No, 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 but no, 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 no. no. Dude, she has no right. It's not a family wedding. But I just would think Michelle Yeoh would have been 
would have had like someone notify her yeah. grandma's getting ready to go to the wedding it's yeah. not like she just rolled out of bed but it seems like she has a lot of rolling out of bed i guess she just yeah. shows up at the party and i was like grandma's here it, it's a little weird it just I, it just like i just was like dwelling on sure. the mechanics i i like to think about the logic of people's film worlds a lot yeah like I was why stuck on would it for a second that, mm-hmm. yeah why would that speaking of film worlds i think the film does a great job of making <clears throat> singapore a real character throughout the film the food. it's the the craziest food. richest asian of all mm-hmm. is singapore singapore i have can been... we talk about that food yeah that oh, street, the food the sex street scene. The, <laughs> yes the hawker court it's the hottest sex scene the only sex scene in this film is that street food the hawker court oh is that okay that, yeah. yeah 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 and and like henry golding's like sort of giving this like tour and like it's for like, the white people in the audience, mm-hmm. like these like, street like, vendors, a Michelin star. get Michelin stars, which you know I didn't know. Well, it's not quite. I, my understanding is that one hawker stall has gotten a Michelin star. Mm. Sure, mm. is my understanding Just of it. The one I've been to Singapore and I've eaten at one of those places. How oh, was it? Very wow. good. Zero. <gasps> I mean. It's just all that food porn. Singapore also has this very cool law that passed in the 80s. As soon as pollution was on the rise mm-hmm. and industrialism, I mean, it's not like industrialism is new or anything, but it's the 1980s and they pass a law that says for every X amount of space, every amount of development, you have to plant so many trees. Mm-hmm. So it's That's one of the nice. greatest cities I've ever walked around because there are so many goddamn trees everywhere. Yeah. That's so nice. Isn't it Beautiful. like, I love it's a garden law. city. Isn't it like 40% landfill too? It's not like well, here's the thing. from the ocean. Singapore, like they've literally filled sand I don't, to I don't develop know. more. Singapore, I'm pretty sure that's Singapore true. is a small country. And then the city of Singapore is what we see in the film mm-hmm. predominantly. Like when they go to the estate, that's out, out, out of the city. But Singapore is mostly in reputation that city. Right. But I don't know about all the other land in Singapore. But it is not very big. I'm pretty sure it is like... Like how in Boston, they have like a marker on the street of like, this is where the Boston Tea Party was because they've built into the ocean. Yeah. And I think that like literally Singapore has doubled in size because of that. It checks out. Something know. like that. I've done a lot of podcast listening about this movie. Mm. And this is how I know any of these things. I a lot about Singapore. Yeah. I know nothing. Um, you know nothing. You will never be enough. You will never be enough. Can we talk about Michelle Yeoh? I got into a big fight with oh. my dad in Singapore one time, by the oh. way. So so the the all of the generational conflict in this movie, I was like, yeah, been there. Oh my god. Done that. Did you throw did you just run into the jungle food at each other? Yes. We did not throw food at each other. I like that um the ice with whatever they're putting on the ice, the shaved mm-hmm. ice. She's like, looks uh. like vomit. He's like, I promise. It was good. Oh my god. Singapore's just an idiot. Could really I go ate for stingray some shaved ice right in now. Singapore. Oh, how was it? Delish. It yeah. very um, gamey. Mm. I hate gamey. Very like it'll gamey. make me throw up. It was gamey, and I have like texture issues with food because I was raised on fast food. Very, <laughs> very gamey. It, it's not as creamy as a McNugget, mm-hmm. and lot of lot lot of bones in the stingray. I mean, McNuggets are chemically devised to melt in your mouth. Goo goo, gaga, oh gaga. Should we talk about gaga again? Oh, um. <laughs> There is, there is, there's another what? food porn scene later in the movie, I think for the wedding. When, when they're, they're making dumplings? The, paste, oh. the dumplings, and then the, but the pastries. There's a montage of pastry making. Why did you buy my parents cakes? They didn't need such expensive things. 
in Tokyo, in Tokyo Story. Story. And then she eats one. <laughs> She's like, this is great. You didn't have to do that. I'm obsessed with all of the women in Tokyo Story. I, I can't pick a favorite, but I will say that I love her the one who's just constantly shitting on mom and dad mm-hmm. the whole time like they don't need anything i was gonna take you to the kabuki they're gonna be talking about I'm tokyo for very, years very <laughs> that's my busy. favorite line <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be talking about this for years i just i love the the, the super cheery girl because mm. she makes me so sad noriko Noriko's my favorite character in the movie. I actually can i can come down pretty easily on this yeah and it's all because of the i mean she's so loving and supportive of mother throughout mm-hmm. the film and just so generous. And the, I mean, and we can, we'll, we'll talk. I know we have to go back. I yeah. just wanted to make that joke. But, 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 but also go there. Want to just go there? like in the third act when she realizes that the joke is on her, mm-hmm. <laughs> that like life sucks. Yep. Anyway. No, let's isn't, do it. Let's isn't Tokyo life story disappointing? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And the girl just looks. Uh, the Ozu so look directly into the camera close up is Jonathan Demi wishes. Wild. <laughs> It's the whole fucking movie, and mm-hmm. it's so powerful. Well, it's not the whole movie, because we cut from these establishing right. shots of extreme depth, mm-hmm. where the camera's like a football field away yeah. from the characters, just accentuating the isolation and distance between these people mm-hmm. and the space. And then and then we cut to these like straight-on mm-hmm. Jonathan Demi, but obviously the Ozu close-up. And then we cut to these like three shots and two shots of like very elegantly positioned bodies mm-hmm. that are playing with the shadow. And then I'll, you like... I don't know. He makes bodies look like buildings. What and a it's genius. Because he's, his camera is like right genius. down, like right down with them. The wide shots are very low. It's all very it's low. It's all very yeah. low. It's all very low. It's like Richard Linkletter's Everybody Wants Some. Mm. Mm. Do we want to keep talking about Crazy Rich Asians? We, have to talk about, we haven't talked about the Mahjong. We have to at least talk yeah, about we have to talk Mahjong. About, oh, we have to talk about the Mahjong. Let's tie a bow on it with the Mahjong. Of it all. Yeah, oh my god, we've already been going. Well, we did. We have... we talked for like 45 minutes before we Actually put it on began the rolling. So yeah. this episode we're only 10 minutes in. Um <laughs> yes, the Mahjong sing uh a scene. I can't talk. Um Oh. <laughs> just I'm just letting you roll with it. Just what constant woo does in this scene is so special. It's game theory. Game theory, bitch. She beats her. And there's there's Michelle her... doesn't want to lose. She doesn't want to lose. And there's there's context with if you actually know how Majong is played, which my white ass doesn't. Yeah, my if white you ass know I used I used to play with um, the neighbor... the computer. No, with neighborhood friends. Really? I had lots. My favorite thing about Mahjong in film, so like this and in the mood for love, is just the clacking of the mm. tiles. I love the clacking. It's yeah. so hot. Yeah. <laughs> so hot. It's so hot. Um, but if you know how to play, the scene is enriched. Like she keeps looking at the one tile and that it's I symbolic. don't know what it means. Right. It's M for mommy. And I love that it's not explained. <laughs> no. Right. No. I read. Um, I and I'm just like, like a... well, it clearly means something. Don't, ex- but please, for the love of God, don't explain it to my white ass. And she knows also that this will let her yes. win. Well, because well, she'll we, think she'll win. We see Michelle pick up story. another tile. Yeah. And from, I don't know how to play Mahjong, but I assume that that's her reading her opponent. Yeah. Yeah. She. You she want to pay gets, attention to everything someone discards and yeah. everything someone picks up. She gets whatever that tile it's is like she's looking Rummy. at. Mm-hmm. And then she purposely discards it so Michelle will pick it up so Michelle will win. Mm-hmm. But Michelle doesn't win. No, Michelle does win. 
Does she win? No, not when because no, then Constance win. Wu puts down hers. And yeah, she she, she has won. the winning hand. I think she this? has the winning hand. I think she is the captain now. I read a Vox article. Oh, that says the whole point of that scene is is that she does win, M- uh, Michelle Yeoh. Constance Wu, by discarding that piece, and oh, allowing, gives it all up. She, and you know how uh, Michelle Yeoh says you can't, um, don't give up a winning hand. Right, don't yes, fold yes. the winning, winning, winning hand. Don't fold the winning hand. Which she says about turning down her son's proposal. Right. And she, that's, she, she respects her even less when she's like, you didn't say yes to the dress. And that's exactly what, what she's Constance doing. Wu does by giving up that piece. So when she drops it, she's showing to Michelle Yeoh that I was going to win. I was going to win, yeah. But I'm allowing oh. you oh, okay. to win. Okay, but it's still the same. Okay, I like that even more. That's great. Yeah, I read first, it as C, like, C, bitch, I was winning anyway. Which it which works. It's still, well, that's still what it is. By, by yeah. allowing Michelle Yeoh to win, she wins. It works either way, but, like, I only know that from reading that article. Right. She's proving that she would have won, including with Nick. And then right. it cuts back to Michelle Yeoh, and she's just like, fuck. <gasps> I'm on the And deep what I love is that you see that she is having a conversation with Nick Young. Her son, Nick Young. <laughs> Her son, Nick Young. <laughs> My beautiful but we don't, son, first and last, Nick We don't Young. have to hear what that conversation no. is. No. Which I love. This you movie, just see this them movie standing omits, on a balcony. This movie is as elliptical as a Lucrecia Martel joint. Like, mm. it is just leaving out all of these unnecessary scenes where daddy, or daddy, son and mommy are meeting up or but we're also packing daddy. or we're packing. Where the hell is daddy in this movie is my question. Henry He's on business. Henry Golding's Why daddy. Why even mention him? I know, I Why agree. even mention daddy? But this oh, movie just, just, Henry this movie just trims daddy. all the fat except for the Gemma Chan of it all. Everything else is totally trim. And in that way, it's... I disagree. Um, I like the Gemma Chan at I all. I like her. Not the storyline. Knowing like that it, B-plot. knowing that like it's the only it's setting up the franchise yeah. makes more sense to me. But it's but the I still only B plot in a movie that is very much about two people. Sure, especially when if, there are so many characters. Right, and it's like if that, this is the sub. By the way, that's something that I love about this movie is I wasn't expecting it to be such an ensemble film, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. truly is, and I found that totally winning. If you cut out the Astro storyline, you could it could be an hour forty. Yeah. I get did, I, you, did you but see I my tweet that the so people fun. behind me left? In in the middle of Constance Wu crying with her mom on the bed scene. Why would you Such leave? Because the boyfriend woke up from his slumber and then they left. Where did you see this movie? The Arclight. They had a Why dog. And then I tweeted my best tweet. I hope my obituary leads with it. Why would you pay 18 fucking dollars to see a movie and then leave before Constance Wu and Michelle Yeoh play Mahjong? Why? Idiocy. And it's she a had a dog. Question. Oh, and she had a dog. She had a dog with her. As they were walking out, she had a dog on a leash. And I did hear, like, towards the beginning, I heard, like, the shake of a dog, like, shaking its ears mm-hmm. out. And I was like, what? but And I just, like, forgot. And then when they left, there was a dog. So I was on vacation. Did the dog stay? No. The dog stayed, got up in the seat, and enjoyed the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed the Majong Singh. Yeah. I, um, when I was in Seattle with, um, my friend, she had her dog with her. So when we saw Black Klansman, she brought her dog and like put him under the seat. He's a very well-behaved dog, so it was no problem. That really must have been wild with all the dog whistles. 
But dog must have been going crazy. But yeah, I've never paid attention so closely to dog barking in the distance in like the sound design mm-hmm. of a movie. Because mm-hmm. anytime like they'd be having a conversation in that one neighborhood, you'd hear dogs in the background, mm-hmm. and Alvy, her dog, would just be like, woof, woof, just a little bit, just a hair. That's honestly, honestly sweet. Um, woof, woof. Anyway, Michelle Yeoh is such an engaging performer, and it's because she makes you come to her. Like she does, she's not going out of her way to be so external and so showboaty that you can't help but be enraptured by her. She's like making you lean a little bit closer. There's something about her that is just so inherently fascinating. The way that she, when she chooses to show something, that makes you curious as an audience member. Yeah, in my two movies that I've seen with her, which I watched back to back, it made me want to watch her in like a. Paul Verhoeven sex thriller opposite Isabelle Huppert. Oh, Ooh. fuck yeah. That's all I just want. Just the tight control of it all. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. both of them like trying, I don't know what the plot is, trying I used to get to... the upper hand so... sexually. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. When I was a child and I would I would play pretend like with my friends or my brother and we would play James Bond, it'd be like, someone would be like, I'm James Bond. Like, who are you going to be? And it's like, I'll be... Q, who are you going to be? And then I would always go, I'm Y Lynn, which was Michelle Yeoh's, is she a Bond girl? Is she not a Bond girl? And Tomorrow Never Dies. I was obsessed, obsessed with Michelle Yeoh and Tomorrow Never Dies. I got to watch that. She is so self-possessed. Like she, like Bond meets up with her. Like she's, she's a colonel actually. Like she is like full tilt, like in control, riding a motorcycle, like beating guys down. And like James Bond wants to sleep with her, and she's like, "I'm kind of in the middle of kicking ass right now." And she's the rare Bond girl that is more of a ally in combat than an ally in coitus. Love her. And she wears this amazing, this amazing Mm. leather ensemble. Mm. And I was just always obsessed with her. Like people do, like the Charlie's Angels, like guns to their faces, like this is Charlie's Angels. And for me, it was like, no, I'm Michelle Yeoh on the cover of Tomorrow Never Dies with the gun. Nice. I've been thinking about starting watching like one Bond a week until the next one comes out. That's interesting. Because it's going to be like in a year and a half. Except then they push the date, I think. Hmm. So I have even more time. But because I've only seen the first three Bonds and the Daniel Craig Bonds. Oh, I'll watch some of them with you. I'll like have an edible and watch some of them. Oh, well, Michelle Yeoh is a legend. I mean... Look at that leather. That's oh. what that that's the that's the very shot I'm talking wow. about with the gun up to her face. But Michelle Yeoh is like a martial arts legend, so she gets her starts um, as a dancer, which oh. which explains her ballet movements. And has she and been in the John Woo? I don't know. She and Jackie Chan have a history, mm. I believe, okay. um, but I'm not sure about John Woo. Emo- relationship wise? No, like no, 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 no. Professional. No. Yeah, professional. I believe. Um, but she. I studied her a little bit in my Hong Kong cinema class in college. I was saying to someone the other day that like my, I'm not a vegan, but Mm. if I were a vegan, like that's what I would talk about. But since I'm not a vegan, the fact that I took a Hong Kong cinema class in college, like is my veganism. I will find a way to work it into any conversation. I love that. That's like me just generally going to USC. (laughs) Every once in a while I retweet my tweet. I'm talking about my tweets a lot today of, have I mentioned I went to USC today? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I like Michelle Yeoh's big ass sword in Crouching Tiger. Uh, I like I love her when sword. Says, I like her staff. <laughs> like, uh, I, like I prefer a machete. Is my she says yes mm. when she's showing the sword. Uh huh. God, 
it's a real, you know, it's a real carbon sink performance in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, that she has just swallowed all these emotions and absorbed all these emotions of the world of other people, stifling those of herself. And at this point, she's just like showing up with a smile, but like you mm-hmm. can tell behind it, there's just reams of Too drama, much of a storm. so much drama. Mm. She's oh my god, love her repression. Crouching Tiger is so fucking good. What's uh? The man's name. Chayun Fat. Yes. He has been in plenty of John Woo pictures. Yes. He I know him. Watch from, a better watch a better tomorrow and a better tomorrow too, if you okay. haven't, if you want a really slick police action film. Nice. Shoot him up. And what's the other girl's name? Uh, the very famous one? Yeah. Uh I didn't love the love story there. Between Chai and Fat Michelle Yeoh? Well, no. I think the... Um, oh, I love it. Oh, the, the one flashback. between her and Cheng Chen? Yeah. I think the flashback is... I think it's so such... swoony. Yeah, it's the way they, like, fit it in. And, like, you, they when they meet, there's, like, no context to their meet. And then once you get to the end of the flashback, you're like, holy shit. I like... Yeah, like, it reminds... That's a lot of baggage. It reminded me... Correct me if I'm wrong... Casablanca? Yes. The way they yes. flashback? Yes. That yes, flashback yes. is like five minutes, though. It doesn't matter. This one's like 20 minutes. It's, I know. It's, it just it's it the feels... Same. I was no, just like ready to get back. But to Brandon's point, it's the idea of these two characters meeting, and you don't... you you They have some sort of history, but you have no idea how profound it is, mm-hmm. and how formative their time together was. And then we flash for five minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it is, and then when you zip back to the present you're like, tense, you're like oh. oh, wow. Like, yeah. You guys have been thinking about each other a lot, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Speaking of that fitting comb. it in. Speaking of, oh, the, the, the comb, comb of it all. The comb of the it Jade all. The Jade comb of it all. Speaking of fitting it in, the fade from those two lovers, like, canoodling on the cave floor to mm-hmm. the rolling crests of the Gobi Mountains. Mm. That is hot, baby. That is hot, hot, hot. hot. The only thing... I knew about this movie going into it the other night. I mean, I knew what it was about roughly, and I knew that like they fly basically. Mm-hmm. But the thing that the I the first time they leap, has your heart ever left with a movie wild. like that mm-hmm. before? But I remember from the Oscar telecast, she runs up the bamboo tree, mm-hmm. and when I saw it in the it's movie, I got like super emotional and like it's... had like a PTSD flashback oh. to being like ten years old, twelve, watching the Oscars. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's wild. I you were you were just so moved because I'm so moved watching that. I was having flashbacks to like being a middle schooler in that basement watching it. That sounds mm-hmm. like I was trapped down there, but I was with, <laughs> with friends of my own in a accord. furnished in a me furnished in that basement, basement where I grew up. In, <laughs> <laughs> like Kimmy Schmidt. I I have found since watching Crouching Tiger for the first time at, at this point, maybe I'll, no, no no this month, but at the top of this month, I if I'm home. And have nothing going on. I will just YouTube fight scenes from Crouching Tiger They're so, and watch them a couple times. It's in insane. A row. It's unlike anything that ever was or well, it was does that, after. It does the thing maybe. that I, you know, I hate to use this person as an example because I have totally soured on Brad Bird. Like through the process of doing this podcast, mm-hmm. like watching Tomorrowland and then for Incredibles two, Screen Slaver. You know, just like the Screen Slaver, the Screen Slaver of it all. He, uh, Ang Lead and his fight choreographer who did the Matrix, and I wish I could mm. remember what their name is off the top of my head, but they do the same thing that Brad Bird does in action, which is furthering story and furthering yeah. character developments. Um, and that's what makes those fight scenes in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon so dramatically satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's not just the, the um, you know, the, the, 
the wire gymnastics of it all. And the Michelle Yeoh keeps getting her swords broken in half and then like yeah. grabs something else off the yeah. wall and then grabs the staff with the ball bearing on the end and it's too heavy and she I love that it's sped up. Yeah, I do it's too. It's like very obviously sped up. But, but there's so many, but that fight is a, that fight is about an end, which we find it as a temporary end, but an end to this surrogate ladybird uh I say later because it's a mother daughter relationship. Yeah. Um, and in the fight in the trees between mm-hmm. yep. Chayun Fada and Shang Ziyi is all about that men- that mentorship. Um, and when we find out that what what's the name of um, uh, Shang Ziyi's mentor, the the villain Jade of the Fox. film, when Jade Fox realizes that she's actually been playing her the whole time and not mm-hmm. teaching her all the tricks, and we realize it's because she's a better fighter than she is, like yeah. just pushing the story forward through these fights in a way that's really satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Michelle Yeoh is the heart of the film. Right, uh-huh. I mean, she's the soul of the film. She's the heart of the film. She's the brain of the film. She's the one who's just like sit. Like, I would love to see the scenes with Michelle Yeoh, like that aren't in the. Or let, let me rephrase, like where her character is just like going back to her room at the end of the night and thinking mm. about the day and just probably thinking like I could solve all of this in five minutes. Yeah. Like if someone would just let me lead, like let me go to the academy. Like if I had been allowed to go to the academy, like this mm-hmm. would none of this would be happening right now. Yeah, there's the uh, yeah the element where she's been pushed to the sideline and has been in the same position. For so long, like if she she's was in wife. charge, she's Glenn. She's Close Glenn Close in the wife. Yeah, yeah, she's Glenn Close in the wife. She's yeah. pissed. Honestly, campaign Michelle Yeoh and lead for Crazy Rich Asians. So mm. We can do Glenn versus Michelle How versus great. Gaga. Wow. Uh, um, in the very uh, first fight in Crouching Tiger, do you think it is <laughs> intended that you do or do not know that it is Zhang Zi? I think that I think that it doesn't matter. I because I could tell yeah. it was her too, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't take anything, and because I think the audience is supposed to know, but the characters don't. Okay. Right? And okay. the, and the, and I don't know if it's like a totally intentional moment of explicit dramatic irony, but it does work in that way. It doesn't take anything away from the stakes of the film, from the tension of the film, knowing it. And if anything, it increases it mm-hmm. once you see um, like Zhang Zi hanging out with Michelle Yeoh, just like walking around the court. Yeah. And we're like, um, I know what you did. I know what you did. When she when summer. she knocks the glass over, yes, mm-hmm. and she just whips out and grabs huh. it. Stalker is shaking. Mm. <gasps> what else did I want to bring up about this movie? There was something <gasps> else specifically. Oh, the fatigue. I love that the fighters get tired. They get tired. Both like in the moment they like need to take a breather and like. In that flashback, he's like, "You need to sleep, and then we can fight more." Yes, <laughs> just like take the night. Uh huh. Yeah. I like that they step on each other's feet in that one fight. Oh yes, I'm to keep them that. from like flying yeah. away. Like, She's like, "No, not today." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just jiggled all the cords. Sorry. Um, 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 um. Oh. <laughs> sing for us, Jigglypuff. <laughs> I've right. lost my mind. Why don't we pivot to the Tokyo story of it all and the Yee Yee going back to Taiwan? Oh, yeah, we have Yee to talk about. I saw Yee Yee in 35mm at the LACMA. I, we never talked about that, so maybe debrief now uh, on your Yee Yee experience in 35mm. Was it gorgeous? Was it luminous and lush? It was, was it luminous? It was, textured? It was textured. It was lush. It was luminous. Oh, don't you love Yang Yang? Yang yes. Yang's the best character in the whole movie. Yes. The scene where he has his camera and he's just walking around the apartment hallway, just like taking pictures of dust. Mm-hmm. And I think bugs. this is your log, Ben, but his re- he was like, why do you take the picture of... The back of your head. The back of your head so that... You can't see you it. You can't see it, so I am helping you. It's like the most moving thing in the world. <laughs> and it's all about perspective and yeah. what you can see through your eyes and from someone else's. And um, there's a scene in that movie that makes me think of um, Contempt. La La Land. 
La La Land. Oh <laughs> yes, when the girl when the girl walks in front of the screen yes. in school. Yeah. When when the dad and the mommy, when daddy and mommy are fighting, and she's mm. like, I have to go now. I have to go like meditate for mm-hmm. a while elsewhere. And he's like, why? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of Contempt and when she's trying to leave. And he's like, why? I don't get it. And she could be like, well, because you like slapped me across the face. And in this case, like, <laughs> well, because you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. Like the dad just doesn't listen. He just doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. When Yang Yang jumps in the pool. Oh, I was going to mention and that. I, and I, of course, am thinking he's going to die. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I think and you're I mean, supposed to think yeah, he's going to die. Yeah. You definitely are. And I think I noticed the second time I watched it that uh, I think there is a cut right after he jumps in Mm -hmm. to the same shot. So I think they get him out of the pool before the rest of the shot. I'm pretty sure there's a cut there, but that's just incidental. But then when he walks in the door, so self-satisfied. Thrilled with himself. Yes. Mm. Soaking wet. And Mm -hmm. it's raining, so she's just like, is it raining that hard? He's like, (laughs) la, 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 la. When he's holding his breath in the sink, Mm -hmm. and he's just exploring being alive. Mm-hmm. He's the most curious character of the film, and it's no mistake that he's the one with the camera, and he's yeah. the one exploring the world with a child's eye, mm-hmm. and, and actually, you know, exploring the curious and empathetic possibilities of the camera. It's the character that I am drawn to the most. I guess as young faggot observers like, like of life the and the world. I, the thing that struck me on it, and then afterwards, I read what A.O. Scott wrote about it. And um, I was thrilled that he mentioned this, which is the cutting between the dad and his former flame Mm. going on a date and the daughter and her current wife going on a date and how he had the exact same experience when he was her age, like with this woman and now they're reliving it. And it just goes back to the end of the beginning time is a flat circle. Mm. Like the cutting going on there really just moved the shit out of me when I watched it. I really wish I'd had time to rewatch you before this episode only because it's, it's one of those few movies that changes you on a molecular level while you're watching it and slows like, I feel like even if you had your phone in your pocket and it was buzzing, I didn't when I watched this for the first time a few months ago, but it forces you to get on its level and slow your heart rates and like just get onto the film's wavelength and pace so that you can experience all these unfoldings of humanity as it goes on and, and re-acclimates your attention span. Yeah. But just, I mean, just truly changes you. When he tells grandma that he's sorry he didn't want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. What does he say? Now, exactly. he's not, are you talking about Yi or are you talking about Tokyo's story? Oh. Uh. When Yang Yang in Yi Yi does not, when he is reading his little eulogy for grandma. Yeah. Mm. Starts with a wedding, ends with a death. And he's like, a can, yeah. I, can I talk to grandma? <laughs> talk about the human condition. <laughs> yeah, seen, but to your point, Daniel, seeing it in the theater, I definitely felt that. Like you could feel like the entire audience just like being lulled into this yeah. reverie, right? Because it's two hours and fifty three minutes. So you're as soon as I you're in it, it, baby. My first thought is it is time to find a brighter summer day on Filmstruck or mm-hmm. wait for the half off Criterion sale, and then you see that that movie and is almost like four, four hours. Is it four and a half? Is it over? I four? think it's over four, but I could be wrong. It could be just and under. if Yee is any indication, you will be there for every breath of the movie. I understand. I know that, like, I think Yi Yi is the more highly regarded, but I feel like the people that love A Brighter Summer Day are more passionate about it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it is possibly the better film. 
Not that it matters. Well, if you'd like to do a segment of the podcast where I talk about something with authority, having not seen it, I'd be happy to rule on this. Great. Uh-huh. It's better. Nice. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> something about, so I have a bridge from Yee to Tokyo Story okay. if we choose to take it. So just I the, love a bridge. The whole Let's I, walk. The whole, just like the bridge that... Um, to Terabithia. Yeah, I was going to make that joke. Oh say, Jim Chan gets, <laughs> out, gets out of the, the limousine right by that bridge, which I've walked over in Singapore. Really? Correct. I noticed the. I always notice extras in movies. We noticed the hot gay on his phone in Mission Impossible yes. Fallout, and I noticed the the man with the butt walking away while Gemma's husband got out of the car and ran oh, away. Oh, I didn't notice that. He had a butt. Nice. Love the butt. Speaking of things that you can't wait. Anyway, see, you like were doing a bridge. Head. No, this is no that, the the back of the butt, the back of the head. It all ties in. This is sort of a leap. So more, less of a bridge, more of a leap to Great. Tokyo Story. It's I some, love leap year. I'm. Yeah. I love. Speaking of leap a, speaking of Amy Adams and uh, uh, at, at the wedding and I've never Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, you have it's on. She's Netflix. a fighter. Oh. What does oh. she sing in the show? I'm showering. What's <laughs> yeah, that? She still? Says, like, I'm in the deep end. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's like a love getting clean. I love hot water. Oh, my God. <laughs> James Bard is just like, scrub it up. Dub. <laughs> Amy in the tub. No, it's Matthew. It's Matthew uh, Good. They're good. All, they all look I know. the same. Honestly, you, you want a hot take? Matthew Good? Matthew Great. Oh, wow. True. Matthew Great. Soon to be Emmy Award winner for Best Guest Actor. Matthew Great. The Crown. I don't know. If that's I've true. seen that up. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Do it. I have nothing to. Brandon pretty is teasing good. us. He's leaning into the mic and. <laughs> I was going to make a sharp. Pursing his lips like he's going to. I thought I had a sharp objects joke, with but I insight. don't. We can't spoil it for Daniel either. I've only seen the first 45 there w- minutes. There won't be a spoiler. Okay. It's very spoiler. Do your leap. Zero. The leap is the walk. Starring Speaking of, it's about how we <laughs> your see favorite the, motion picture with the, the walk. Petit, which I don't. Which one of you was I talking to that I don't like the Philippe Petit reference in the Beyonce Jay Z album? I think it's silly. You didn't talk to me about yeah, that. Beyonce's like Philippe Petit. I'm like okay. <laughs> Speaking of arbitrary references, maybe <laughs> being a danger. Can't wait to see her in a couple of weeks. Mm. The Look, Beyonce episode yeah. coming soon. Ben and I are doing. I won't a speci- be here. Ben and I will be doing a special episode about the Beyonce concert we're going to. Yeah, and I I'll get, be and dead. I and I guess Jay Z is going to be there too, but uh, mostly mm-hmm. mostly there for the the Beyonce mm-hmm. of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, my leap is about what you see and what you can't see. Mm. Might be the back of your head. Might be the child's like perspective that Yang Yang takes with his camera that his. His arts teacher then viciously mocks him for. Mm-hmm. It's like this is what like this is your work. Like this work is trash. What a bitch. The moment in Tokyo Story when I, I was on board, but when I first was like, oh shit, it's gonna so it's gonna be like this, is it? Oh yeah, this was both of your first time. My first time watching Tokyo Story. Life only changing. my second Ozu after I was born, but only my mm-hmm. second Ozu. I think those are the only two I've seen as well. Big blind spot. We should Same. do it. We should do an Ozu episode. Let's sure. do it. This is my um, first Ozu. Because I'm like Marinade. What up? With a lot of this, but the yeah, scene, the scene where Granddaddy and the dismissive daughter are up in the little attic and are looking out the window, and they're like, "Oh, look at Grandma playing with the grandson up on the hill." And then we cut to that shot with Grandma and the little boy just frolicking about in the tall grass on the hill, and it looks like this lovely moment of connection between an intergenerational. Mm-hmm. Um, family relationship 
And and then we cut to the actual scene, and it's profoundly sad. Mm-hmm. Um, the grandkid isn't really paying much attention to his grandmother. It's not actually a moment of connection. And she's like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Do you want to be a doctor? I wonder if by the time you're a doctor, if I'll, I'll be, be dead. Yeah. And then we cut back to grandpa watching the scene. So it just makes me think about how... You know, if you're if you're people watching, or if you're at a group with, if you're like at a party or at a function with a lot of people, and you might point out how something's going on over on this side of the room, or something's going on at this side of the restaurant, or like, like when you look at someone's Instagram. It, someone's Insta- exactly. This is this is what I'm trying to ramp up to. It's like what? The, well, looks can be deceiving. Exactly. Oh yes. Well, because we whether or not you're and looks can be deceiving in a bad what are way you're projecting? too. Projecting. Yeah, you you could decide that someone is is having a totally manipulative, evil, ugly moment, and actually they're offering someone help. Mm-hmm. Or it can be like this, where like, oh, this is so sweet. He's gonna remember this moment with his grandma for the rest of his life. Yeah. They're going on a nice walk on the hill, and she's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna be dead. I'm dying. Yeah. Um, I love she's that she's great. always like, come sit next to me. Like, and he's no, like, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Which is also just okay. like such a grandkid thing. It is. Well, I, I don't want to. No. Where am I going to study? <laughs> you moved my desk. Made, I was very good <laughs> Shut to, my, up. to my grandparents mm-hmm. growing up, but it made me think about how many times when I was a kid being around an older relative mm-hmm. and just thinking, gross. Yeah. If they wanted to do something mm-hmm. or like touch me yeah like Get my away! back you know i do <laughs> like give me a hug i mean yeah like let's go let's go climb up or let, let me go you go climb up in that magnolia tree and i'll watch you and i'm like mm-hmm. um i'm good with my game boy thank you so much i love a game boy another moment i love in tokyo story is when ozu cuts between three scenes and it's a match cut between everybody with their fans mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's grandma and grandpa with their fans I think they're out and about, like they're out of the house and they're just sort of like talking about what they're going to do. And then we cut to daughter and son, or like the, the married, I was unclear if the, the daughter was related or the son was related, but the people that the kids that they're staying with, the kids right. that they're staying with right. are then with their fans talking about how, what are we going to do with them? Like we can't, I don't have time to entertain them. They're staying go? with two different children yeah, in but Tokyo at different, at different point, yes. but at different, yeah, yes. different points in the film. Right. Um, I can't remember who it was specifically right. that okay. moment. Um, and then if I'm not mistaken, we then cut to them on that holiday retreat mm-hmm. with their fans. Yeah. I'm pretty positive that's the cut. Even that's without right. that, I like the cut of, on the fans between those two. But then to just, and speaking of crazy rich Asians, just not really wasting any time pushing the story forward. Mm-hmm. Like Ozu pushes it. Like we never see the kids say, we've booked you this vacation and you have to go. And by the way, like try and stay for five nights. Yeah. It's just this very clean, swift transition. And it's done with a really... Um, clever and simple match all we need to see is that they've discussed let's send mom and dad mm-hmm. and Get we rid do, of them. we don't need the scene where they're like we're gonna send you to the hot springs right, right. right. what i love Have is fun mom and dad live. <laughs> mom and dad live on the water they live on a river yeah. why the hell would they want to like why would you send them to the ocean they want to see the city baby yeah, yeah yeah exactly they're literally so happy on that tour bus i know and but then they're like go to this hot spring away from God, us like the kids are so bad mm-hmm. and it's just like it uh, at the end when, it's just about like and not, as i was watching it this time i was like oh maybe this is literally singularly the greatest movie of yeah, all time so do you want to go ahead and should we take a step back from the microphone and yeah and like pitch? we can do a, ju- a drum roll that uh you know it's happening too many people this is not just one of the greatest movies of all time but it is the period greatest period 
film period of all time period. <laughs> um, it was number one on the Sight and Sound 2012 director poll, not on the critics poll. It was like four on the critics poll, but it was number one on the director poll. And like watch the last time I watched it, I had not left home yet. And I was like 17. I've only seen it twice. And then watching it this time, I obviously I'm like 13 years older than I watched it last time. And it's quite a different experience. And I'm just like, it's just so sad. Mm-hmm. It is so <laughs> profoundly sad. And it doesn't harp on it, except for like that one moment. At the end? Yeah. Where she's like, they're all selfish. And then Noriko is like, life is disappointing. Isn't she's it? like, you're going to become that, yeah. by the way. Mm-hmm. Everyone becomes this. And it really just like lets the scenes play out and in a pretty... Not it's what am I trying to say? It's observational. It's, it's, it's ca- not. It's, it's not a subjective movie. No, but it's captivating in its humanity, mm-hmm. and it just lets this unfold. And they're all when uh, it's so sad when they're like, "Well, I think we should go back tonight. Do you want to stay? Do you want to go back?" And the dad is just like, "Well, thank you all for coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for thank you for your time. Uh, yeah, he literally says thank you for your time. The one daughter who, yeah. as soon as she hears that mom is dead, breaks into tears and then weeps, and she's the mm-hmm. same one." Who, when mom and dad come back early from their vacation and she's cutting hair, mm-hmm. and someone asks, who is that? And she's like, oh, just some friends from the country. Like, she's yeah. embarrassed to even, like, take claim of the parents. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as mom dies, she weeps. And then as soon as dinner's over, she's like, she's like do you have, like, mom's watch? Or, like, mom's sash? Yeah. She's like, yeah. I'd like to take that, mm-hmm. please. It's just so yeah. rude. And, and like so when they're when they get the phone calls, summer hours. The mom is sick. summer hours. Summer hours. I haven't yep. seen, Brandon? but I'm gonna try to watch summer this hours. weekend. Summer motherfucking hours. Is it the summer hours of it all, or is it the summer hours of it, it all? It is 100 percent wow. the summer hours of it all. Isaias's best movie. Thank you so wow. much. Some of all fears. No, thank you. The summer hours of it all. Yes, please. Wow. Yes. Correct. Just the way there is not. It's not pure sympathy when they get the phone call. Mom is sick. There is a little. You can see it on their faces. There's a little like, oh, fuck, we got to deal Should with this. Should we pack morning clothes? Yeah. It's just yeah. like we have, like, this is going to waste a week of our lives. Yep. Type of, like, exasperation. It's mm-hmm. brutal. Mm-hmm. It's not so much a Casey Musgraves feeling happy and sad at the same time. In what the story is, I get so high off of this type of humanist slice of life even if it has a a a less than sunny disposition Mm -hmm. maybe a more realistic outlook on relationships and family and shit but watching that makes me happy it's like mike lee makes me happy ingmar bergman makes me happy even though it's miserable Mm -hmm. something about the universality of pain and suffering is comforting to me and so this is for me a bit of a happy and sad movie at the same time casey musgraves even though which was your yee log right brandon is yeah, that what it was? yeah. It fills your heart. Yes, while also draining my soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good movie, IMO. Good movie, IMO. Good movie, IMO. I really do think it might be the greatest movie ever made. I'm yeah. I, I feel like, like maybe I'm still... that or Jean Dielman, but yeah, I'm. I'm it's up just there. like so. I'm still sitting with it. I'm still so to quote Marion. Yeah, let's just sit with what we heard. Mm-hmm. It's just so fucking precise. Yeah, there's yeah. not a wasted fucking minute in that movie. I have been itching to like already no rewatch. Fat. It's it. crazy. No fat baby. Whenever I watch a movie <laughs> from Germany or Italy or Japan, I always place it in terms of World War II and thinking about 
This happened after World War II. I was and thinking like, about that too. And like very soon after. The, the Dead Sun. Yeah. The uh, the costuming is, mm-hmm. is different between the generations. Yeah. The, the younger generation is far more westernized. Yeah. Um, and then also, I believe they talk about how their the village that they live in was not affected. Yeah. It's nearby. They didn't get bombed. Yeah, they didn't get bombed, but it might be near somebody mm-hmm. who did. So, like, thankfully, we're safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. It exactly. was like that kind of yeah. conversation. Yeah. And it's a really interesting layer on top of the film that they've, Japan as a nation, had quite profoundly experienced sadness within the decade. And, and mass, um, like, you know, yeah, something that had literally never happened before. Devastation and, uh, See Twin Some Peaks episode eight. To say, to say, mm-hmm. yeah, to I least. said see Twin Peaks episode eight. Right. Yes. Um, it's it's terrifying that that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to be like all American about it, be like, can you believe that like we dropped a, an atomic bomb? Mm-hmm. But when you consider the wreckage, have you guys seen Hiroshima Monomore? No, I never have. No, I need to. Very good zero, and also reckons with that in an interesting way. But but sort of from this Western. Um, this 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 Western perspective that is almost like I don't want to say too much, but basically the Emmanuel Riva character is there because of a movie that's shooting in Hiroshima, mm. and it's about it's it's tangentially or directly related to the bombing in a way. So it's like this Western processing mm. of the devastation through a through a like not to be glib about it, but like a can you believe angle, and then she has a romance with someone who actually. Um, is Japanese and, and who and who lives there. And that is really interesting. It's I should watch that. It's very good, Zero. I should watch it. It's on my list to watch. My watch list. I have a button for this episode. Are we done? Yeah, let's Did you find up. your button? No. But I've been looking. You're still looking for the button? Yeah. Um, Did you lose a button? I watched 20 minutes of the Joy Luck Club today. I didn't have time to watch the whole thing. And we were going to talk about the Joy Luck Club. Sorry, everyone. We didn't. We didn't. Um, but, well, we didn't. Um, they also have a mahjong scene in the first twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and I love that Auntie is like, "You kids think it's the same thing as Jewish mahjong, but there's no strategy in Jewish mahjong." And I just thought that was so mean and good. It was, <laughs> she was so dismissive. <laughs> Thank you for your mean and good button. <laughs> I love a mean but it's, true it's sort comment. Of like M- Michelle Yeoh's mean and good ring. Mm. Mm. Mean and mm. good. Wow. Speaking of mean and goon, 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 good, 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 we wow. made it. Can you believe episode. it? I was in such a bad mood before I came here, and, and now I'm, look at you, I'm chipper. I'm positively lifted. Are we gonna go to dinner? We're going to dinner. I love dinner. We. I, I was like, I wasn't, but when I came in, I I was not issuing an ultimatum. This was a a subjective thing but i was like i don't know if i want to go to dinner like i'll see how i feel after the episode you were put you were no i was not i was not you're putting, putting a lot of pressure i wasn't putting pressure on the episode you it were like, making us cheer you up through this episode this has been the greatest free therapy session of i don't know my week wow i'm so glad <laughs> mm. well i'm brandon kirby you can find me on twitter at bk kirby 
I'm Ben Empey. You can find me on Twitter at Real Todd Haynes. I'm Daniel Crook. You can find me on the internet at Daniel Crook with three O's. And I'm glad to be reconnected with my younger Michelle Yo obsessed self. <gasps> I'm excited to be reconnected with me as a young faggot watching the Oscars, which I've been talking about in therapy as like my first like feeling like a faggot. Oh, we'll talk. Thing. I'm pretty sure I've told you about this, but we can talk another time maybe off mic. But I have a I have a uh, I'm a faggot and I'm a child watching the Oscars movie mm. too, which was you know, very instrumental in the, you know, formative shit. Nice. Mm, I love formative faggot shit. Same. It's like, it's so embarrassing. It's an embarrassing Formative faggotry. Formative fag. This has been formative faggotry. We are renaming the Formative faggotry. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Formative faggotry. Don't be thick in front of me, Al. Formative faggotry. (laughs) I drink your formative faggotry. <laughs> oh God! One oh, last thing next? I want to say. Yeah. What? You formative faggot! I'm not truly sold on Lady Gaga winning Best Actress, but I am. Why? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I am sold that it won't be Glenn Close. Thank you so much. I agree. Speaking of Glenn Close, net nope. Next no. week, we're <laughs> not talking about her. We're talking oh. about. The other girls. What are we talking? Oh, so are we supporting the girls next we week? Are. We are. We're Can you su- believe? We're supporting the girls with Andrew Bajalski's Support the Girls, now available on VOD. It's on VOD. Yeah. Everyone can watch it. We're going to we're gonna stan our queen, who should have been in the Best Actress Conversation for Girls Trip, IMO. Regina Hall. Baby. Baby. Looking forward to it. Looking forward. <laughs> Looking forward. Who's going to host that? You should probably. I I'm think. hosting that episode. I'm the I, captain. I, I can Yeah, because you're the Glenn. Because then you're the Glenn. Because I'm going to do the wife for sure. Because okay. I pushed. No, I just, I pushed us to do an episode on I the wife. Pushed. I've been talking about it for months. Yes, <laughs> and I haven't even true. seen But the are movie. you pro or anti-Glenn? I'm pro-Glenn. Oh, I fantastic. Just, no, it's just that I don't think she'll win. I don't think she'll win it's not. It has nothing to do with whether I think she deserves no, to win. No, and is this not the problem with the Glenn discourse right yes. now? Is the idea that if you don't believe that Glenn's going to win, you're anti-Glenn. Yeah. No, I haven't seen the movie. She may very well be giving the best performance of her career. I don't think it... I mean, it's just not... I don't think it's the role. I, I think best actress often comes down to what is the role. Right. And maybe I'm, we are in a new academy I'm, era. I'm looking but. forward to the scene where she goes, oh, but I am the wife. <laughs> it's going to be so good. I can't wait. I command the wind. I am the wife. I do command the wind. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Movies IMO can be found on Twitter at Movies IMO. We're on iTunes. Please rate us five stars and tell us, um, did Michelle Yo make you a young faggot too? <laughs> tell us. Okay, bye. Bye. Good night. The winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much. <laughs>